it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 557. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. And I am Ari Rockefeller. And Mako is out tonight. Uh, She does not have COVID. Hopefully she doesn't, which means she's just out sick. She's not feeling too well. But if she has, if she has a catching COVID, that means my ass is fucked. <laughs> It's not going to be fun for anyone. No, I believe it. I, I, I'm just saying, if it happens, can it be a little bit closer to the weekend? Because I have a, a f- more Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four-day vacation from work. The downside is we won't be able to we won't be able to go out and see Jay and Silent Bob, and that's going to suck. Yeah, I can only imagine. And I think I put insurance on the ticket so I can get a refund if I because of that. I think I have to double check. I just thought about that, you know. Ugh. I'm honestly surprised I never got sick with this personally in the, all this time. Mm. But it's it's funny. I thought like last month before we went to go see Atlantis, I thought I had it, but took the test, no symptoms. I was fine. I'm just like, oh, thank God, you know? It's just one less thing in this world to, to deal with. And I'm just like, nope, we can't We, we can't have this. I have to, I have to see the, the, the angry one perform, you know? We, we can't have this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. What a week. What a week. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> oh, those are the worst kind of weeks. <laughs> oh. So, how are you tonight, sir? Eh. Same. Same. I've been better. Yeah, you could definitely hear it in my voice. So, oh. Uh, we are live tonight, week of August 30th, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. You can catch us here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And it's, as always, it's Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And they're also on Twitch, and you can find them at Twitch TV slash vognetwork. And come hang out with us in our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord, where every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through and hang out with us. Whew. Since it's only me and Ari, we may the show may go a little short tonight. Just just see how things go. So, no worries. But anywho, enough. Side tracking should be kept to a minimum. It should. Yeah, should. So, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Well, the the good good news is that I got paid today. Kaching. And because it was the third pay, the third biweekly payday in a month, it's, you know, the, it was the one without taxes taken out, which was a good boon for me. Wait, wait. So if so, in a month, if you have three pay pay periods in a month, the third one is tax free. It is if you get paid biweekly. Wow. That must... At least that's how it is in Jersey. I don't know how it is in New York. No, it is not like that in New York. I could tell you that right now. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just ended up paying off bills, getting groceries, got some more of the, uh, carbonated water that I like. That's good. But other than that, it's most of it's just been, well, uh, you know, therapy has been going really good. That's good. I'm making really good strides with it. I don't have to use the cane to walk around too much, but if it comes to it where I'm still, you know, <clears throat> if I'm still, you know, like just wrapping up, uh, what do you call it? Therapy. When we get to the, uh, like to a couple weeks from now, I'm still just going to have it just, just in case you never know. Mm-hmm. And as pod culture says, our chat room here at Twitch TV slash anime jam session paid biweekly tax semi-monthly. <laughs> and other than that, it's just been, yeah, just, 
therapy and, uh, you know, sitting at home doing very little. Any, uh, any, like, power yoga or anything like that? Uh, I'm starting to make, make, it's starting to feel a little better so I can go a little bit, you know, more, not intense. uh, You're pushing yourself a little bit more each day. Yeah. That's good. uh, And that's good to hear. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, dude. So my weekend day has been essentially the same, except that I went with Mako. We went over to our friends for the yearly French Day festivities, and we end up burning the last of our friend's ex-husband's stuff. It was fun. It was nice. You gotta love the methodically ripping of a yearbook and just letting it go all up in flames. Would have loved to have been there for that. Well, maybe next year, but then again, there's no more flames. All we're going to do is just hang out in the pool to like all hours of the night, you know? Nothing like a late midnight swim, you know? I'm okay with that, too. See, there you go. And the thing is, my plans were to come home Friday from work, relax for a few minutes, do my laundry, and then come home, go back out, Meet up with some friends for for a little get together. That did all that did not happen because I ended up working late on Friday. I just came home, just relaxed. And by the time I had my energy together, I just grabbed my bag and I left and we meet up with some friends, then hop on the bus to go out for our little trench day event. So that's basically has been the long and short of my week. And mm-hmm. like I said, because of the holidays and my job. I have Friday and Monday off, so I have some plans. So hopefully, I will be pretty much healed, you know, to and do to endure and do all this cool stuff. So you know. So enough about that. We're gonna get to some housekeeping. One second. Let's see. Where is it? Uh, nope. There we go. There we go. We'll get into a bit of some housekeeping so you can be up to date on to what's going on with Anime Jam Session. And don't forget, every ep- every episode of Anime Jam Session is available on YouTube. You can find episodes at youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Click on playlists. They go right on over to Podcast VODs. All episodes of Anime Jam Session are available there, so you'll definitely swing by and check them out. And don't forget, we have our list of upcoming conventions. These are cons we will be attending and these may change at the very last minute due to availability of staffers and health restrictions. Because don't forget, we are still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th, Oaks, Pennsylvania. Another anime con, October 16th to the 18th at Westford, Massachusetts. DerpyCon, October 28th to the 30th, East Brunswick, New Jersey. Anime NYC, November 18th to the 20th. Jacob K. Javits Center, New York City. And the one thing about RetroCon is, since I'm going with a, I'm going, I'm going with a partner of mine, and I haven't decided if I'm going to take my camera to take pictures for the site, or just actually go and attend for the fun of it. Um, I guess you'll wait to uh, get closer to make a better decision. Yeah, because you know I will bring the whole kit and caboodle, but. It's at it's at the location where Zenkai Con was that one year where it was like a five to ten minute walk to the from the hotel to the convention center. And I and you know, I want to like bring the camcorder to record stuff and all of that, but I haven't fully decided on how, how this is gonna go, so we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Then again I said I'm just only going just so I can meet uh meet uh venus terzo so she could sign my ronma one half art book so i'm definitely looking forward to that but you know so enough about that we're gonna get into a geek roundtable this is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our life you know geeky stuff we've been up to and geek stuff we want to share so what do you have for us this week ari uh well i don't have anything specific to share you know physically but Mm-hmm. As I was playing through Sword and Shield a little bit more, I realized that I hadn't bought the expansion pass, which I had thought I 
had once upon a time. Right. But I'm like, like, wait, I'm like, looking like, wait, I thought I bought it. But I just like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, purchase it because, you know, just want to get through the rest, of, the rest of the stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I played through the uh, Armor Island stuff, like, you know, side story. Got the, uh, the Uru Shifu. That's the uh, Pokemon at the, uh, you get at the end. Right, right. <clears throat> oh, Cub Fu, that's the name of its, uh, its base form. And now, you know, I already saved before getting into the Crown Tundra section. Because when you go online and you get, you interact with other people, you get little, they get little, like, tags. So you're like, I, like, I fought, like, this Pokemon and I captured. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a gigantic X raid, you know, and you'll have to see a little symbol for a crown or armor right I'm like I, I gotta get on that i really gotta get into that also i think the uh white section like some of the lights on my uh graphics card in my computer are uh, not working properly because it's now just solid red instead of a uh, red and white run the uh there should be separate software that handles the light the lighting on it so you should check you should look into that you mean outside of the uh, IQ stuff? Yeah. Yeah, the Corset IQ doesn't handle that. That should be a third-party software for that. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me, one of my co-workers, he just built up a new machine, and he got, like, the Corsair, like, RGB fans and stuff like that, and I think we were talking about how he was running it off the board, and I told him you need, like, the Commando Core to properly do it because... Corsair doesn't play well like that, but he already got it figured out, so, you know. So, mm. as for me, I'm still watching anime, and because my normal TV shows are done for the year, I've somehow picked up, like, on eight to nine anime titles. I'm currently watching Call of the Night, Vermeil in Gold, of course, Season 2 of Love Life Superstar, a couple of Kukos, Lycoise Recoil, which is really good, and Parallel World Pharmacy, that is a great anime, but the way it the way it mirrors our our healthcare system, it'll kind of piss you off. Yeah, those are the first. That was the first place my jokes were going. Like, oh, Parallel World, where you don't have to get charged far out the ass for uh, medicine. Well, actually, yes. This the the guy, the kid that runs the pharmacy. He, he he's. He's a son of a world famous pharmacist, and he's charging everybody at low rates to where everybody can afford it, and it's already pissing off the other guild. Uh, they hate competition. It's no, they have to uh... competition and knowledge, and care. Improvise, improve or die. Have fun. Yeah, and there's one person in the guild is telling them you got to improvise, and they're like they don't want to hear it. So you know. But enough about that. Um, I what I my item I was going to show off was a box of stuff that I ordered last week. But I'll I'll probably save it for next week because I there's still plenty of it. Because today because I got an email from Best Buy yesterday about a package. I was like, oh yeah, that comes out tomorrow. So came home and saw this gem sitting up on on. On the porch. Nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. And what's awesome. Thanks. And what's cool is there are a few Turtles games on here that I never got a chance to play, so I'm going to have fun with that. I'm going to play. Which ones? uh, Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, I never played. I know there was two for the Game Boy I didn't play. There was. Tournament Fighters for NES, I didn't play. So, the rest I did play, but what's cool is I have the 8-bit Doe Super NES Switch uh, Bluetooth controller, so I will be putting in some work on that controller while playing that playing these games. So, I, I'm kind of happy, which is why I got it for Switch, because it 
because these most of these Nintendo games, most of these TMNT games were on an NES console. So to me, I felt it would be a lot. It felt appropriate. Exactly. Exactly. It would it would be better if I got it for Switch as opposed to like PlayStation, Xbox, or PC. And now we got that out the way. Let's get into tonight's roundup. Um, we can just bounce it back and forth. Okay. Uh, who's going to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So we have we we've been hearing about the hemorrhaging at Warner Brothers Discovery. There are so many shows that are being canceled and kicked to the side because the new idiotic CEO believes that unscripted shows sell more and that women will love it more. Evidently, this guy doesn't know his ass from a hole in a wall, which is probably how he became CEO. Now, from what we are hearing, Warner Brothers Discovery has no plans to mess with Toonami, which is a good thing. As reported from Game Rant, that the company has no plans to cut the Toonami block. They also confirmed that the block will continue its slate of original animated projects, which includes Housing Complex C Horror Anime, which will premiere on October 1st. The project represents the block's recent commitment to producing original anime or anime-adjacent content alongside English-dubbed versions of Japanese anime. Yuji Nada is directing the series at Okikubo-based animation studio Akatsuki, which has worked on a Gucci ad featuring an animated version of Miley Cyrus. Amphibian is credited for the original concept. Jason DeMarco, creative director of Toonami and senior vice president of action and anime for Warner Media, is the executive producer at Production IG USA's uh, Maki Tadashima Furuta is the producer. This is the person that worked on Furikuri Alternative Fina Pirate Princesses. The statement may come as a reassurance to anime fans amid the company's recent upheavals. According to insider leaks, the consolidations and restructuring have involved numerous cuts to HBO Max's lineup, including several animation projects and the live-action Batgirl film, which I know everybody's upset about. I'm not upset about it, but I'm disappointed because I was legitimately curious about this. But on the plus side, the Urkel Christmas special got the axe. So there is a, <laughs> there is a silver lining here somewhere. I'd take the wins when you can get them. Exactly. And for those of you who do not know, Warner Bros. Discovery did announce that they will be merging their streaming services into one platform next year. There is no brand new there's no brand name pricing behind this at all. We don't know. Warner Media also announced a reorganization of its divisions in twenty nineteen that brings many of its subsidiaries and brands, including Otter Media, which covers Elation. At the time, uh, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, VRV, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and Boomerang into a single global kids and young adults unit, which to me makes absolutely no sense. I, I, I don't even know anymore. Honestly, I don't think they even know anymore. And as Pod Culture says, still salty, Batgirl got canceled. Brother, I don't blame you one bit. All right, we, we need a bit of positive news, I suppose. So, Ari, tell them about One Piece Film Red. I thought you said that they wanted good news. Yeah, well, for some, <laughs> for some people it's good news. Some. Okay, One Piece Film Red is currently charting its course. Oh, my God. Mm. Through the Japanese box office, climbing higher and higher waves each week and breaking record after record. Like Luffy earning his place in the history books. They're really going in on this, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, today, Japanese press reported that the Toei Animation-produced film has surpassed 11 billion yen, <clears throat> making it the highest-grossing anime film in Japan of all time, pushing 2021's Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time out of the top 10. As of August 28th, Red, Red's 23rd day in theaters, the film has reached... 11.45 billion yen, which is about $83.32 million, on the back of 8.2 million tickets sold. 
the 10th highest grossing anime film in Japan and the 29th film overall in the country, just behind Star Wars The, Fourth, the Force Awakens at 27th place. It's also the second fastest film to reach 11 billion yen, just after Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaba, the Mugi Mugen Train. In 2022, in the 2022 box office rank, which Japanese box office offices track as December at December 2021 to November 2022, One Piece film rent is still behind Top Gun Maverick in second place with an impressive 11.81 billion, and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero at 13.75 billion. And they're hope, and they're predicting that it's going to reach the 15 billion yen milestone. I actually need to finish uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Let's add that to the ever-growing list of things I gotta watch. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Uda, the, like, here's the uh, the seafaring musical. It's a musical. Oh, I legit, good I lord! I legit did not know that, huh? Oh, good lord! Uh, Uta, the most beloved singer in the world, renowned for her for concealing her own identity while performing. Her voice has come to be described as otherworldly. Now, for the first time ever, Uta will reveal herself to the world at a live concert. As the venue fills with all ty- kinds of Uta fans, excited pirates, the Navy watching closely, and the Straw Hats led by Luffy, who simply came to enjoy his her sonorous performance. The voice that the whole world has been waiting for is about to resound. The, the story begins with the shocking fact, the fact that she is Shanks' daughter. Wow. There's a twist I didn't see coming. I don't think anybody saw that coming. <sighs> also, it's hard to believe there's a thousand episodes of this. I mean, there's also a thousand episodes of um, Detective Conan, but that's a better quality anime, though. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to spend a thousand... If you could spend... 500 hours watching anime, an anime series, make sure it's a good quality series, too. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Pardon me. You're excused. And now, now in regards to top quality anime, we're going to talk about Dragon Ball. And the most recent Dragon Ball super film superhero it has beaten broly and it's now in the top five of all-time anime films in the u.s so far it has reached 30 over 30 million dollars after its second week of release in north america it brings the film uh dragon above of dragon ball super broly which finished out with around 30 million the anime films has earned more than their final U.S. box office totals are Pokemon the first movie. Yeah, there's no way you're dethroning that one. There's no way. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take something special. Mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie, Mugen Train. And Pokemon 2000, the movie. The box office uh, website, uh, Box Office Mojo, reported that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero earned over 29 million while the numbers website reported it around 33 million. So Okay, I'm, I I can get with that. Dragon Ball Super Superhero is bringing in an estimated 4.5 million dollars this weekend with ranks at number 5 for the time frame below Top Gun to, uh, Maverick and above DC League of Super Pets. It opened over Open on over 4,000 screens in over 3,100 theaters, including those with premium offerings such as IMAX, 4DX, Dolby Cinemas, MX4B, and D-Box. I do wonder how much more money the, uh, the Dragon... The, no, what am I say Dragon? The Demon Slayer movie would have brought in if it wasn't under a pandemic under those restrictions. It probably would have done a lot better, I think. Yeah, yo... It probably would have given Pokemon the first movie a run for its money. Mm-hmm. 
In its first extended weekend, it earned over $3.4 million in the U.S. on 327 IMAX screens, which is a record IMAX U.S. opening for anime films. 70% of the film's first weekend total came from IMAX screenings, and 40% came from a premium large format screening, including IMAX and its competitors. Box Office Mojo lists the film as having made 50, over $53 million worldwide before this weekend estimated box office returns. The film earned with over $21 million in the U.S. in the top opening weekend in North America. The first weekend box office alone already made it the number six highest grossing film ever in a U.S. box office. The film has also opened in Mexico, Argentina, Peru, Ireland, Chile, other countries outside the U.S. with over $12.3 million. Wow, that's a lot of money. And it wasn't marketed all that well, apparently. No, it really wasn't. But then again, most movies really haven't been marketed well because, you know, pandemic, if you ask me. But mm-hmm. Dragon Ball is basically a household name at this point. Yeah, I would have saw it in IMAX. I'm probably going to wait until it hits uh, Crunchyroll to watch it. <laughs> All right. The film is the third anime film in the top U.S. weekend box office and it's number three in its highest openings after Pokemon, the first movie, with over $31 million back in 1999, and Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train, with over $21 million back in 2021. Comparatively, Dragon Ball Super Broly earned over $9.8 million in its opening weekend with 1,200, over 1,200 theaters in U.S. and Canada. Dragon Ball Super Superhero opened in Japan on June 11th. The film sold about 490,000 tickets for about 670 million yen, which is about $5 million in its first two days. The film has earned over nearly 2.5... Am I reading this correctly? 2.5 billion yen, which is about 18.11 million as of August 7th. Wow, that's... I think that's really good. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not enough to stop One Piece, but... Whatever. Crunchyroll and Sony Pictures are screaming the film in theaters worldwide this summer with the widest opening ever for an anime film. Gee, I wonder why. The film opened in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., and Ireland on Friday. The screenings include both the original Japanese audio with subtitles with the dub. The companies distributing the film in all continents, including North America, Latin America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, including Japan, and 13 dubbed languages and 29 subbed languages. Wow. That's pretty cool. Oh, damn. You all right there, bro? Yeah, I'm okay. It's just... I have a difficulty. <laughs> and Bonzo 6 says, Crunchyroll had ads for all those films of freaking repeat every damn ad break. See, I wouldn't know because my Crunchyroll subscription is ad-free, so... Now, let's talk about Anime Tizen. Okay. Mm-hmm. The world's largest comprehensive... De- Database on Japanese anime, Anime Taizen, was opened to the public on August 25th at 1, 1 p.m. Japan Standard Time. Uh, Taizen means a book that collects all things related to the matter in Japanese. Since 2015, the Association of Japanese Animations, through AJA, has promoted the Anime Next 100 project to commemorate the 100th anniversary of Japanese animation. As a major initiative of the project, the database was first revealed on a trial basis on October 22, 2021. And after confirming functionality and operation, making improvements and updates, it has now been released to the public. At the end of this past July, it has approximately 15,000 registered titles, mainly Japanese commercial anime works released from 1917 to the present. In addition to the title name searches, the database has has search functions for chronology, Japanese syllabary, keywords, and the like. As a, re- as a result of the research date, the number of episodes amounts to approximately $180,000. And there's a tweet that says, an hour after its release, the site, the site still seems to be difficult to connect due to heavy access. 
The anime next 100 official Twitter asks that please give it some time and try again. And uh, I will link to the article in question in the <clears throat> in the chat so you can see what all these uh, graphs that are popping up. Mm. It just shows, uh, I guess, how many titles came from which uh, decade. You know what would be cool if they if they enable a U, a English translation of the site? That would be kind of cool. It would be, but it would be a huge effort, and it's... It's it's not gonna be perfect, but it's plausible though. It could happen. So yeah, plausible. Yeah, yeah, but they, they got to see how well you know everyone reacts to this first. Mm. I mean, you can use a translator on the browser, which is one thing, but it'd just be cool. You know, you wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, but even Google Translate gets shit wrong, like very wrong sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'd rather deal with the mistranslation of 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 Google Translate as opposed to Babblefish. Oh God! Let's not even talk about Babblefish. See, oh, those are nightmarish. <laughs> now let's talk about Netflix for a second. They just made a deal with Nippon TV that they will be adding thirteen of their titles to their streaming platform. Netflix will be adding the first thirty-eight episodes of Hunter Hunter from the twenty eleven series in one hundred and four countries. All Run High Host Club in 190 countries, and Claymore in 136 countries starting on September 1st. The following titles will stream on Netflix at a later date. Death Note, Death Note Relight 1 and 2, From Me to You, From Me to You Season 2, 1997's Berserk, Parasite the Maxim, Nana, Hajime no Ippo the Fighting, and Monster. Now, here's the thing. Netflix is already airing some of these titles, but they're also talking about a more of a worldwide distribution and and being translated in different languages as well. So I believe some of these are already on Netflix. So if it's not there, you're getting some more primo stuff. So I think that's kind of cool. And that, and since we're on, topic of Netflix, there's also some other uh, cool stuff that they're working on too. If I can just get the browser open. Cool. Like the release of the uh, full, the full Metal Alchemist uh, movies. The second one has already been released. I need to sit down and watch that probably this weekend. The third one will be coming out September 24th. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, you'll also see um, the series Cyberpunk Edge Runners coming out next month as well. It'll be, I believe, the, the entire season of that. Uh, episodes 13 to 24 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean. And I don't know why they take you so long putting those episodes out. but you know. uh, You'll also see uh, Studio Colorado's Drifting Home on September 16th. And Pokemon the Arceus Chronicles on September 23rd. The two sequel FMA films feature a returning cast from the first live action movie. The film star Ryosuke Yamada of Heisei Jump and live-action assassination classrooms Nagisa as Edward Elric. Otomo Mizuishi, who is Garo Makano High and Prince of Tennis' second season musicals as Alphonse Edric, doing the voice and the mocap. Uh, let's see, what else we have here? Subasa Honda, who's, who's played the role of Futaba in Live Spring's Blue Spring Ride, live-action, I meant, will be Winry Rockbell, and Dean Fujioka, who played in live-action Happy Marriage as Roy Mustang. That's going to be pretty cool. So, let's see. Here we go. The, what's interesting is uh, Fumiko Sori, who worked on the live-action Ping Pong, returned to direct these films. So, basically, Hagare no Renkin Jutsu, Kanekusu Hen, Fukushoka Scar opened in Japan on May 20th and follows Edward's fight with the character Scar. The film earned over 96 million yen, which is about $754,000 in its first three days and ranked number nine in its opening weekend. Netflix US began streaming the film on August 20th. Hagari no Renkitsushu, Kenneketsen, Saigo no Rensei opened on Japan on June 24th and depicts the story's final battle. Other films commemorate the 20th anniversary of Hiromo Arakawa's original FMA manga. The first live-action film opened at the Tokyo International Film Festival October 2017 for its world premiere before opening in Japan on December 2017. Now, I thought it was a good film. 
part, I felt that if they added at least another 10, 15 minutes, to it, they could have split that into two parts. And the thing is, if you didn't know what FMA was all about, you would have gotten lost real quick watching that. Yeah, these kind of movies tend to be just companion pieces for the uh, main franchise. More or less. I mean, look at the Kenshin films. Those didn't go fast. It went went at a normal pace so you could understand it. The FMA film went pretty quick. They packed so much in. I understand it. They didn't really have to do that, but, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, Ari, tell us about this new deal with Mini and Pokemon. Uh, sure thing. Mm-hmm. There's a YouTube video in it, so I'll be sure to link that as well. Sounds good. <clears throat> uh, th- Pokemon announced a new collaboration with Mini to bring a new Pokemon model of the electric Mini Concept Aceman car. And it was revealed at opening night live at Gamescom on Tuesday. The hatchback has a neon futuristic look to it that's all very reminiscent of an LED gaming setup. <clears throat> a trailer showing up the fully electric hatchback shows the beloved Pokemon front and center on a digital dashboard. As you start the car, an electric animation plays and electrical bolts light up around the dashboard. The model also sports animated pixelated front lights on its bumper, as well as a custom puddle light to shine Mini X Pokemon when you open the doors. According to Oliver Hellimer, head of Mini Design, you can connect your gaming console to the car, but it's unclear what what this means. I'm going to... the assumption is that you can play your Switch while the vehicle is parked and charging. Makes sense. Also, there's a built-in projector in case you get the urge to rewatch old movies while hanging out under bridges with your friends, as goes in the commercial. That's kind of cool. It's basically a specialized version of a previously announced model, which you can learn about on Mini's website. Uh, they're promoting a playful mindset, and the official motto of the collaboration is Play On, Never Stop Playing. And you've seen the commercial that shows clips from the first Pokemon movie, which, you know, including like, you know, the main, like, the mm-hmm. key shot where Ash, you know, comes striding out of the smoke with all the other Pokemon behind him. Good stuff. Makes sense. I mean, I want one, but I'm never going to be able to fit in one of these if they do decide to come to America. Well, if you do, they'll somebody will make the same joke they made about Gabriel Iglesias when he got out of a um when he got out of a, a VW Bug. How'd you fit in there, SA? <laughs> hey, check it out! It's the it's Fat, the fat, fat and, and the Furious. furious. <laughs> you're just gonna hear like you're just gonna hear me with the engine like revving up to like like pushing a needle into the rent like Pikachu use vault tackle and then just <laughs> I like the way that uh, that sounds <laughs> oh man oh yeah uh one more thing before we get into meanwhile in Japan I meant to set this up tonight but I it I totally slipped my mind um we will be doing um hello fresh again for uh for a month of September so you'll be seeing some ads coming back so you know when you see this show us a little bit of love cuz we really appreciate y'all uh check trying it out the first time we did this uh, sponsorship deal back in I think was June. summer like... yeah oh, earlier this summer so we really appreciate that so when you see it again show it a little love we really appreciate you on that so because you know we got we got to pay the bills one way or another. And now we're at the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, uh, let's see here. Hmm. Which one do you want to do, Ari? Uh, huh. Um, I'll take the, uh, the first one. All right. A sushi chef drops a knife on the train, causes panic and delays. What? Let's see. Given the general rarity of firearms in Japan, knives are frequently used by those looking to intimidate others or inflict violence. Like kitchen knives, especially. 
So these kitchen tools can be a cause for alarm seen outside of their natural habitat, such as on an express train running in the Keikyu Airport line in Oda, Tokyo, about 6.40 p.m. August 26th. It was there that at least three kitchen knives fell out of a man's bag, causing one panicked passenger hit the emergency doorcock, a lever that allows passengers to manually open carriage doors. Luckily, the train made an emergency stop at Awamori Inari Station, so passengers could escape through the doors onto the platform. Some also called emergency 110 for the police or posted on social media that there's a person with a knife on the train. <clears throat> Uh, it was quickly learned the owner of the knives was simply a sushi chef in his 50s who was moving his tools to his new workplace. He was a little tipsy at the time. Oh, that's a great combination. Oh. And had dozed off while riding the train and a sashimi knife, kitchen knife, and a pointed carving knife known as a deba bocho that he kept in a drawstring bag had gotten loose and fell out when he moved. Whoops. Let's see. Oh, and you know the inter- the online commenters dragged them, of course. Like yeah. wrap it up properly. Shouldn't they be in cases? Even if they fall, it's not obvious what they are. It doesn't seem very professional. Not just someone that jumped out onto the tracks and got hit. Well, with the cooking school, I would always carry knives on a train. I guess you can't do that anymore. Like, he should do community service by sharpening people's knives for free. I think Ooh. it should be. A- if we had guns, we this wouldn't happen. God damn it, Japan. That's not helping. It really isn't. The rule of carrying knives in Japan is you need to have an immediate lawful reason for having it. And they say, like, they issue a warning to people who take knives camping not to leave them in the car. If they find a knife during a camping trip, it's for them, but if they find it three days after, it could be deemed an offense. Mm. Okay, I read this the entirely wrong way when, uh, I went by the title because uh, when I said like drops knife on the train, I like part of me thought, wait, did he drop it down onto the tracks or something? Because I saw footage. It was of a VTuber reacting to a uh, expensive fails, but yeah, I saw footage of a VTuber reacting a, like someone on a New York subway had left a bike, a bicycle in the path of a train. And as it was, as the train was driving by without stopping, it completely destroyed the bike. Oh like, yeah, I and saw like, that. Bomb, and, it, and there were like explosions, like little bombs going off because of like it was I guess, it, high, no like overloads or power surges. Or no, something. It, it's one of those e-bikes. I no no it's not an e-bike. It's it's because it's one of those. It's it's not really an e-bike. It's one of those city bikes, but it's just fully metal and stuff like that. So that's what it was. I didn't see like the react video. I just saw the actual video. Like, I can link it to you in a bit. Yeah, please, yeah. Send it, send it my way. Cause I'm curious about see see the reaction on that. So I've uh-huh. seen that video before. I think I watched okay. it multiple times to see which train station it was. Yeah, I was like, wait, you'd know where this is, wouldn't you? Probably. <laughs> now we're gonna talk more about train delays. <sighs> A train was delayed because a train driver's tablet was locked with a a password that he could not remember. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, last June, JR East digitized the timetables issued to, train, issued to train drivers instead of giving them a tablet that displayed the correct arrival and departure times and could be updated automatically. However, when one driver left Koryama Station at 6.18 p.m. on August 20th, about three minutes into his route, he went to his tablet to check the schedule. However, attempts to unlock it were unsuccessful as his passwords were rejected. Ouch. The delay was caused by the driver having to repeatedly check the timetable during stops at stations such as Asakanagaromori and Yayagawa along the way to the final destination. The cumulative total for these checks were 23 minutes by the time we reached Mito, and some 60 passengers were said to have been affected by the delay. According to the reports, drivers are given multiple tablets for different tasks, and in this case, the driver lost track of the timetable tablet in particular. This is the second time in many months that the delay has occurred. 
on July 8th at 6.55 p.m., a driver was getting ready to depart from JR Ishinomaki Station in neighboring Miyazaki Prefecture, bound for Sendai. However, just before his departure, the driver went to check the schedule on his tablet, but couldn't because he forgot the password. The driver decided to wait at the station till someone could give him a paper copy of the timetable. However, this method resulted in a 22-minute delay that affected about 120 people. A rep from JF Fukushima said they would provide more guidance to drivers about remembering passwords. A simpler solution would be to just disable the lock since the schedule isn't exactly classified information that they have to worry about falling into the wrong hands. Either way, they'll have to deal with the people with the problem one way or another because Japanese people simply do not tolerate late trains. Perhaps the only bright side of the story is that no trains were accidentally early because that gets that really gets people angry, oddly enough. What? Well, if a train think about it. Wouldn't you get mad if the train pulled out early instead of on time? Oh, pulled out early instead. Yeah. I thought, I thought you meant like a I don't know why you, I thought you said arrived early. I'm like, huh? Well, here's another thing. I mean, if they're assigning these tablets to the conductors, I would say put fingerprint IDs on them or, or something like that. That way, if they forget the password, fingerprint. The fingerprint is the password in that case. Yeah. And one thing, I one thing that I always hate it is like when you put the screen protectors on your phone, it takes about a week or so to recognize your thumbprint after you're pressing hard on it over and over because you got to make sure it melds in. And then one day you just tap it and it unlocks your phone. It's like, what? <sighs> oh well. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? There's one more story here. Let me take a look. You know what? Let's, eh, for once the images actually pop up, but you know what? Let's save this for next week. We'll save this for Mako. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll edit the, uh, the storyline. So, you know, we're, we're golden at this point. And what, you know... We're basically done like 34 minutes early. I would say we're professional, but that's a goddamn lie. Professional what? <laughs> well, since we're early, did you see Monday Night Raw? No, I didn't. I actually haven't watched wrestling in a while. Same here. I, always, <laughs> I stopped watching because of the pandemic because... There's nobody in the audience, so it made it no. It was no fun, you know. It just it was no motivation for me. Even the, 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 the whole... funnest part about wrestling in the in the bubble was Stone Cold doing his entire shtick, and when he said he blew himself up doing his entrance, and then he tried to like get get a give me a hell yeah from an empty house. Yeah, and it's like it's not the same. Oh, and then he, uh, I believe it was Corey Graves was in the ring of him. Yeah, he, uh, kicked him in the balls when he stunned him. I mean, the only time I really watch Monday Night Raw is like if if I'm not gaming with Kuro Hikari Chan because she's sick or something's come up or something like that. That's the only time I will. But other than that, you know, you know, I record it and all of that. But you know, I mean, I still have Peacock for the pay per views. I will watch Clash at the Castle. I think that's this weekend or next. Oh, by the way, you got the link in, the, in our uh, Skype chat, right? Oh, yeah, I saw it, yeah. So, enough about that. We don't have much to really talk about post-mortem, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Okay. So, if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters, independent uh, streamers. Uh, we do this for the fun of it. What we like and don't like, we're going to tell you straight up. So if you have any questions about tonight's show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast, uh, links to our YouTube page of convention videos, links to our Facebook page of, of cosplay coverage, anime reviews, 
cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay reviews, editorials, so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like this week's show and you want to check out some of our older shows, pull up your podcasting app and just do a search. We're available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, all of them. Just search Anime Jam Session and episodes will come up. And what's cool is some of these um, podcasting apps will allow you to leave reviews. So we really appreciate uh, a five-star review here and there. And down below, no, not below, our social media. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook so you know when we're going live, when articles are going up, when episodes are going up, and all that, and then some. And down below is our links. You can click on our link for our stream elements or Ko-Fi's if you're going to throw us a few dollars. Or if you're in the chat with us, you can cheer us on with some bits. We'd appreciate that. You can also subscribe to the channel and give out gift subscriptions. September's right around the corner. Or you can also auto-host us. Every little bit, we really appreciate. So we can't thank you enough for that. So now we're going to go around, actually back and forth for last words. Last words, Ari. Uh, the Dominaria United spoilers and magic are uh, really getting to me because they did some of my heroes dirty in there. Mm. My last words, turtles fight with honor. <laughs> well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Maka will be back feeling a lot better and all that then some. So, we're, you know what? We're going to get the heck up on out of here. So, that is it. End of list. I'm Ranma. And I'm Ari. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Ari. Good night, Ari. Good night, Ranma. We're out of here. See you all next week. God willing.